Welcome to the Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Lacey Shalenko. Coach Shalenko is the head coach of the women's basketball program at Wabash Valley College. We talk to her today about vulnerability and leadership. We talk about shaping a new perspective, about being resilient and adaptable, and about being a survivor. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me. Coach Shalenko, I, I really do appreciate your time. I know you guys are in season. Uh, you know, have a lot going on, but I really think it's uh, pertinent to hear, you know, your experience and every coach that comes on to hear, you know, their stories, their experiences, uh, because there's a ton of people out there who just feel like, I don't know if I can ask one of my peers this question or, uh, you know, there's, there's just apprehension all over the place in the coaching world, uh, as funny as that may sound, uh, to ask yeah. for help and to reach out for guidance because it may be a sign of weakness but I think our podcast really uh kind of handles some of those situations and so I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad we're going to have your perspective and, and to hear more about who you are and, and a little bit about your program as well yeah well, I appreciate what you're doing and I'm excited to share what I know wonderful coach so uh, I'm going to start off like I do every other episode coach in that how were you introduced to the game coming out of Collinsville Illinois so um, when I was a kid, I used to go to um, like a before school care program during the week because my, my parents had to go to work in the morning. And yeah. basically, you know, all the, the young kids in elementary school would just hang out in the gym and, you know, play basketball, sit and visit with their friends, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, all, all my guy friends would always be playing basketball. And so really one day in, in fifth grade, I kind of got a late start, but I just asked, like, hey, can I play? And um, so I started playing with them every morning. Um, it was too late for me to join the team that year. So um, I just, you know, played basketball before school, after school, at recess. Um, and it turned out that I, I was pretty decent at it. And, and the guys, you know, started choosing me to be on their team. And, um, you know, we're like, Lacey, you should try out for basketball. And, you know, I, I loved it. And so, um, you know, the next year in sixth grade, I, I got on the, you know, our, our basketball team. And then, um, you know, I played like select basketball. That's what it was called before AAU. I'm kind of dating myself a little bit here <laughs> um, and, and got involved, you know, just with some local teams in Collinsville. Um, and, you know, been, been, been with it ever since. Wonderful, Coach. Yeah. You know, you talk about starting late uh, as a 10-year-old in fifth grade. Uh, around that time, I, I say that because one of my daughters right now is in fifth grade and she's starting to kind of, you know, finally, finally get into the game. Uh, whereas that's like, you know, it's everything I always wanted my kids to come to me and say, hey, dad, teach me the game, you know, like show me your ways or whatever. But, right. uh, you know, it. she's very athletic and is in gymnastics, all that stuff. But now she's she's seen the competitive side. And I think that's sometimes that helps coming in at a at a yeah, like you said, uh, an older age, if you will, because kids start at three, four years old now. And uh, right. so, yeah, I think that helps from a competitive edge. Uh, 
to just not have to have been put through a lot of different things early on. So I, 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 I hear your story completely. So coach, uh, what was your experience like as a player, uh, you know, in high school and then in college? Yeah. So, um, in high school, I actually played, um, for, for two different coaches. So I'm from Collinsville, Illinois, but, um, to start high school, my parents moved us to the rival town of Edwardsville, Illinois, up the road. Okay. Um, which I wasn't happy about uh, right away. Um, but I ended up playing for Lori Blade, um, who's a Hall of Fame coach. And um, she really taught me um, a lot of what I know about basketball today. Um, she was really hard on me. Um, even as a freshman, I started varsity. I was a point guard. And I can remember her calling time out just to, to rip me yeah. <laughs> in wow. front of everybody for a turnover, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But. Yeah. Um, obviously I, I appreciated it because, you know, it, it made me a better player. Um, and then, you know, I finished back, um, my last two years in Collinsville, Illinois. Um, I have an older brother and, you know, just, just being moved away from our friends and stuff. My brother and I kind of threw up it after a couple of years and ended up convincing <laughs> our parents to move back. Um, even though, you know, kind of in hindsight, I know the reason they did that because Edwardsville was you know, up and booming then kind of as a city and yeah. athletic programs are phenomenal and, yeah. and all of that. Um, and so from out of Collinsville, um, I got recruited to play at the University of Missouri, St. Louis, yeah. um, so Division two school in, in St. Louis, Missouri, um, which was a great fit for me, you know, athletically and academically. I was a nerd. Um, and then I was also, you know, close to my family. My, my dad, you know, has been you know, my biggest supporter. Um, my whole life with basketball or whatever I wanted to do. And so, you know, he, I can't remember a game that he missed. Wow. And so um, played there all four years and, um, you know, was the captain my senior year, um, played for two different coaches there. Um, I got recruited by one coach and then he left after my freshman year. So I played for um, somebody else my last three years, which, you know, it, it really um, teaches it kind of how to be adaptable and, and flexible, yeah. you know, to change, you know, at a young age. And I think, you know, that helped me a lot, in, you know, in my profession now. Yeah. You talk about being adaptable to change. I mean, for where you're at right now, there at Wabash Valley as a as a as a JUCO. I mean, you're going to see change constantly. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, it, and it definitely gives you that experience, you know, to have, you know, a say so in the matter when you know, players come to you and say, well, you don't know what it feels like to this, that, and the third. Well, uh, yeah, actually I do. And that's, and that's kind of like, we all look at these struggles in life and these flames that nobody saved us from at times. And, uh, they actually, they actually wound up propelling us in certain ways and influencing 100%. us. Yeah. It, it's awesome. So coach, you know, after your playing career, you know, who influenced you to go into coaching or did you kind of already have an idea that that's, that was the next phase of your uh, basketball career. Yeah. So, you know, um, going into college when I was getting recruited and people asked me what, is, what I wanted to study, I said, I want to coach basketball. You know, like that's what I want to do. And so um, I, in college basketball, I knew I didn't want to coach high school or, or younger. So, you know, you know, um, studying, you know, teaching or higher education, you know, things like that yeah. wasn't going to be a good route for me. And so um, the coach that recruited me to UMSO, said, you know, why don't you study business? You're a smart kid. It's a good degree, you know, and if, if you want to get into coaching, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what you study. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of always had the passion to do it, but really um, when I was younger and in, in junior high, so in, in sixth grade and younger, I went to a private school and then 
my parents let me go to public school and junior high for basketball. And my junior high coach, um, Coach Kraft, was probably one of the most influential people in kind of propelling my love for basketball and for helping people. Um, just, he was he was a really hard-nosed coach and, and made us better, but he also, you know, always let us know that he cared about us. And, and um, you know, so he, he always told me that, that I would make a great coach when I was younger. I was a point guard for him, and um, he just said, Lacey, you, you'd be a great coach someday. And um, So he's kind of the first one that really had me thinking about it, like, okay, maybe I, I will do that for my career. And then yeah. as I got into high school and just, you know, kept falling in love with the game, and, you know, um, I, that, that's all I've wanted to do. You know, some, some people go into coaching because they, uh, they have those moments where somebody sees something in them. I mean, I've had high school players come in as sophomores, juniors, and I can already see it in them that, yeah, they're probably not going to play very long after these next couple of years. And so it would be of their best interest to just hang out with me a little bit and let me kind of bring them along. And then I'll break it to them that, hey, you know what, you should go into coaching instead of thinking that you're going to play at the next level, you know, stuff like that. But then, yeah. but then there's leadership. Uh, you, you, had a, you had a good playing career in college, so it's not like as if you couldn't play at the next level. And so with that coach, you know, going back and coaching at your alma mater uh, there at the University of Saint, uh, Saint, uh, Missouri at St. Louis, uh, yeah. what was that like? You know, how, how memorable was that first coaching job? I mean, I was ecstatic. You know, I, um, I did grad school, you know, right after undergrad. Um, so I was GAing for um, the coach that I played for. And then she left and we got a new coach, the coach that's there right now, Katie Vaughn. And when she got um, the job, I immediately asked her, can I please GA for you? I want to go into coaching. Like, please let me help out. I don't, yeah. I'll do it for free. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and she said, sure, we'd love to have your help. So I GA'd for her. And after that year, um, she actually um, went to the AD and asked for a second assistant position for me um, to, to create so that, so that I could join her staff, you know, nice. and um, what ended up happening is that her assistant that she had at the time, the first assistant, ended up moving on. And so she said, Lacey, I want to hire you um, as the first assistant. And then, you know, nice. what we all also still have a second assistant position. So I was ecstatic. Um, you know, I spent nine total years at the University of Missouri, St. Louis, from undergrad to grad school to coaching. Um, so I could, I know that place inside and out. And, you know, it was, um, it was a good place to me, you know, and with the different coaches that I played for and worked for, you know, all of them can teach you something. Um, but I was really grateful and I still am to this day, you know, grateful to Katie Vaughn. She's one of my mentors, um, one of my biggest supporters and, you know, just for giving me my first job, yeah. you know, um, yeah. a kid that, you know, I, I had two years of, of GA experience, but you know, that doesn't mean I know knew anything, right. you know, and she just kind of taught me a lot and, you know, um, also said, figure it out, you know, yeah. and that I, I at the time thought that was you know, like, well, okay, how am I supposed to figure out recruiting or this or that, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, now as a coach, that's, you know, kind of what I do with my, you know, first-year assistant or sometimes my players, like, hey, you know, figure it out, you yeah. know, and you learn to be resourceful. And, um, you know, that was one of the – that's one of the best ways to learn, honestly. You know, the term figure it out, right? It's only used for people or in regards to people who could actually figure it out. Like, it takes – that mentor, like you said, Coach Vaughn, to say, figure it out because I know you're capable of it. Not right. necessarily just figure it out and then you sink or swim on your own. Like, 
No, figure it out because you already have you already have an idea, or you right. have, you have the answer there. You just got to kind of invoke it, if you will. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a great place to be when you have people on your side, kind of setting you up for success, not failure. Uh, right. Because there's a there's <laughs> I've heard too many stories of being set up for failure, in that yeah. there's no expectation set, there's no uh, there's no trust, there's no I don't they don't right. they don't believe in who they are. In the mentee, if you will, and so yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. That's such that's such a great experience, Coach. So absolutely, I, I would ask you this, Coach, because a lot of us have gone through times in our coaching careers where we experience different things, right? And mm-hmm. we start kind of questioning or second guessing ourselves, like, man, should I've done this? Should I've gone into coaching? The pay is kind of, eh. or you know, whatever financially, uh, you know, right. time wise with family stuff like that. Have you ever felt that way? You know, was there ever a time where you felt like, man, I made the wrong career choice? Uh, you know, did, did you ever feel that at any point? Yeah, you know, I think at some point, um, just with the, like you said, the stressors and, and the press uh, pressures of this job that probably pops into a coach's head at some point in time. And no matter how passionate you are about it, you know, I've been passionate about basketball my whole life. Um, but there was a time where I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, I, um, my mom had just passed away wow. and so, um, from cancer, so it's been a year kind of, um, you know, yeah, like watching her get sick and stuff like that. And yeah. so, um, when I was at SIU, I was like, I have to get out of here. Like I have to leave the state. Like I cannot be this close to home or to any of the reminders. And so, wow. um, there actually was a job open in Texas, at Angelo State University that, um, my former boss um, told me about, she knew that the new head coach there was going to be a first year head coach, and, um, you know, said a lot of great things about her and kind of, you know, hooked us up to talk to each other about the position. And, um, you know, I didn't even visit campus. I interviewed with her and said, I'll take it. And a week and a half wow. later, I moved 13 hours from home yeah. um, um, to get away from, you know, um, everything uh, that was going on personally in my life. And it was a great program. I mean, Angelo State is one of the best Division II programs in the country. And, yeah. You know, we went to the national tournament. We won the conference. And, you know, the the um, support there is phenomenal. The facilities are phenomenal. So I was in a, a really good place um, from a career standpoint, but I, I really wasn't in a good place mentally. I thought, yeah. I thought going there would be the fix. And it, it really just made me um, miss my family more. Um, and made me kind of feel selfish for kind of running away, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I spent the year there and, um, at, at the end of the season, I told my head coach, I said, coach, I have to go home. Like, yeah. I have to go back to my family. I said, it's not you. It's not the program. I love my job. I love the people, you know, everything about that place was phenomenal. But, um, at that point in time, I said, I have to go home. And so when I left, I didn't know what my next job was going to be. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be in coaching. I hoped that it would, but I didn't know. And I didn't know if it was going to be um, in something else. But I just knew that, you know, I wanted to be there for my dad. You know, I have an older brother. I have two nephews. And I, I just knew that I had to go. And so it wasn't a month after being home that um, my next opportunity came about. And as soon as it did at, at Moberly, I said, I'm there, you yeah. know, and, and found myself, you know, accepting my next next coaching position and you know I know you know in my heart like this is what I'm meant to do this is what I'm passionate about you know helping kids and you know just a platform that college athletics provides 
Um, but I think, you know, you, you go through some, some personal things and, um, you know, it, it, it can make you question, like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, but yeah. um, then you go through it and you realize, you know, that was just a hard time. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm doing, you know, I, I'm exactly where I'm, you know, supposed to be and, and, and what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's great, coach. I like what, what you just said right there. I'm, I'm doing what I'm exactly supposed to be doing, exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. That's, uh, you know, life is this process, right? We tell kids, trust the process, or we hear yeah. that, trust the process. And that's exactly what the heck it is. It's a process, yeah. man. There's no, uh, it's not like Super Mario Brothers where you kind of, you can go to another level and just kind of duck out and wind up somewhere else. Like, no, it's, uh, you, I don't know, Coach, you're, you're talking about a lot of things that are, you know, you talked about kind of your mental health and kind of emotionally where you were at. Right. And, and I think those things, they don't go anywhere. They follow us. and We got to kind of face, we got to face them. And you know what? That makes you a better coach for your players, especially here again at the JUCO level where you're at right now. That, mm-hmm. that, is a, that is a space right there that I look up to every JUCO coach because I know what that space looks like. Uh, it, it, yeah. it has different shapes and forms. But at the end of the day, the functionality of it is the same. Like you've got a group of people who are looking for basically another opportunity. They're looking yep. for a second chance. And, uh, and I think that's what you've got in, in, in going to Moberly and kind of going back home is like, okay, here's my second chance to get started again. And, yep. uh, and that's fantastic, Coach. I mean, that's, it's, it's just strong to hear kind of that, that journey right there, Coach. So I really do appreciate you sharing that. So, uh, Coach, what was your experience like, you know, as far as an assistant? And, and in that, how did it help you to run your own program now? Like, what, what did you hear again, having mentors, having people help you out moving forward in your career? How did that prepare you to run your own program now? So I think, you know, um, honestly, having the opportunity to, to play for different coaches and to work, you know, at, at four different programs, um, at, at the Division two level, the Division one level, you know, um, in a whole other part of the country, at yeah. junior college. I think, you know, working for, for different people and at different levels kind of really opened my eyes to everything, really almost all the possibilities of, of, of how to run a program or what it takes to run a program or, you know, um, how to recruit and, you know, different philosophies, what I like, what I don't like. And, yeah. um, you know, I think, you, you can take something from everywhere that you've been. And, you know, I, I've, um, since I started as a GA, I, I have a huge binder of stuff. Um, anytime I like something, you know, I put it in that or I have, you know, flash drives full of, of information. You know, there's newsletters that coaches send out. I save that podcast, you know, just anything that I think might be relevant. And, you know, when you get time to go back and kind of look through some of that stuff. And, and you know, um, I also think that, um, Really at Moberly and at Angelo State, my last two jobs, um, I got to work so closely, you know, with the head coach. Um, you know, Hannah Hayden, I've known her for a lot of years. Yeah. Um, and so working with her, she trusted me and, and gave me tons of responsibility. And then, you know, um, and at Angelo State, Renee Shippey, she was a first-year head coach. And so, um, you know, she, she hired me with the expectation to, to lean on me and to, you know, kind of, help her through it you know what yeah. I mean and I'm kind of experiencing some of that now and so um both of those um two people allowed me to do so much and, and allowed me to see so much even from their stress as a head coach 
you know, it's extremely stressful to make all the decisions and, yeah. and to plan everything and, um, you know, how you want to do stuff. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, you know, even hindsight now going, you know, I'll, I'll call Hannah like, wow, I know exactly how you were feeling last year when this was happening because yeah. my perspective is different now, yeah. you know, but as an assistant, I was, you know, trying to, to approach it a different way. And so I think, um, you know, getting to work closely with, you know, two people like that, that I respected so much. Um, really when, when I got here, it's, it, it's almost like I was just, um, I don't know if I want to say I was ready for it, but I had a really good idea of how I wanted to do things. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. That's all you can ask for in your experiences where you've been is to say, Hey, I may not know everything I'm doing when I get to where I'm going, but I've got the right idea. And I've kind of been here again, put through some things that have galvanized my resolve to either go back into the recesses and figure and say, Oh, you know what? I remember what we did in that situation. I remember what she right. did in that situation. And so that's great. Cause you're, t- you know, you talk about those relationships you have with your two head coaches in those, in those programs. And they were vulnerable enough to tell you about what they were going through. And that helps because it's, it a, you're going hand in hand with them through it. And uh, so, yeah. So when you go through some things, you know, you're not alone and, and that's huge. Again, here again, you're talking to, there's so much that goes into coaching and then being the head coach, like you said, making every decision, there's so much weight to it. And uh, you definitely want to feel like you're being supported, not just from the, obviously from institution and from your AD stuff like that, but also from your peers and those who have, you know, helped you and assisted you along the way. So, so that's, that's a really, really helpful coach. Absolutely. Yeah. So here again, net, you're the head coach and kind of everything kind of rests on your shoulders to a degree, uh, how do you, you know, because people come and say, hey, coach, you need to do this, you need to do that, uh, this, that, and the third, right? Even from your players and your assistants maybe at times, but how do you process feedback or even criticism? You know, I think um, just, just from, you know, how I was raised and, and growing up and, um, you know, I've, I've always had thick skin. Um, you know, I've always considered myself to be you know, tough, and, you know, I've played for coaches that have, have made me tough, you know, yeah. um, and I've worked for bosses that have made me tough, and so um, I think, you know, I, you know, welcome, you know, feedback or criticism, um, I'm, I'm open to hearing it, um, obviously, you know, as a head coach, you know, um, to an extent of, you know, what, what's healthy to hear and, and what you're willing to tolerate and things like that, but as far as somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, coach, no, you're doing this, but what about this? Or, you know, you're giving me this, but I need this for me to be better. Or have you ever thought about this? Or, you know, things like that. Or, hey, you're not, you're not doing this well enough. Or whatever it may be, you know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And, you know, so I, I want to be the best at, at whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, everyone is fooling themselves. They think they have it all figured out. You know, <laughs> none of us do. We're yeah. just... Exactly. You know, learn every day as things goes on. And so that's just kind of how I try to approach it, you know, and, um, you know, just be, be a learner and, and be a sponge and, um, you know, and, and then also, you know, make my own judgment. Like, okay, I appreciate what you said, but I don't agree. So I'm yeah. going to go, you know, with, with these thoughts here. Um, but, you know, I, uh, I think it's, it's good to have feedback and it's also good to have, to have somebody telling you like, Hey, you know, you're not really, 
you know, doing this well enough and, and stuff like that. I can, I can remember a couple times, um, you know, at SIU, my boss saying, so I go, this is how this needs to be done, you know? And I'm like, okay, yes, ma'am, you know? And, um, you know, it, it made me a better coach, yeah. you know, because he wasn't afraid to point out like, hey, okay, I appreciate what you're doing, but, you know, this, this needs to be like this. And, um, you know, I think if, if you're going to be really good at something, you have to have, you know, people holding you accountable, just like we hold our kids accountable, you know, our players and, you know, our staff and things like that. Um, as a head coach, you want, you want somebody else to, to question you, you know, sometimes, from time to time. Yeah, no, you, you're completely right. Um, there's this train of thought one of my guests shared with me and he said, truth over harmony. And yeah. uh, sometimes we want to, we want it to be peaches and cream and we want to be, you know, holding hands in the park and singing and talking and laughing with our, with our, uh, you know, colleagues every day and our assistants and our head coaches. And, but at the end of the day, the truth needs to be said. It, there's, there's, there's those critical conversations, even confrontations, if you will, at times, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, if you're a tough coach, then, you know, and there's, there's a confrontation coming around the corner somewhere. And uh, you got to be ready for it <laughs> and to also administer those as well. Uh, you know, yep. it, it's, you know, as a head coach, that's kind of like the majority of your job is confronting players and say, Hey, look, this needs to be done. Let's go. You, yep. We've got a, got a job to do, especially here again at the JUCO level. There's not uh-huh. a lot of time. We don't have four years to work with. Some of you only right. have one year to work with. Let's get this yep. done. So yeah, that, that's great stuff, coach. I do appreciate you saying how much you, kind of embrace the feedback and the criticism because you know ob- obviously for some people that's not the case and and for most I think most people to be honest I I don't think everybody's good with it I don't I, I hear people say yeah no I I do enjoy it and I'm like no you don't and right and, like I, I really do think people really need to get in that mindset though of you know being able to hear what's really going on because that just right. helps it helps to develop so coach I would ask you uh, what advice would you give other women who are trying to get into the profession yet just kind of don't know where to go? They're, maybe they're a former player, but they're no longer connected to their program. Or, you know, how, how would you, you know, help a, a, a female coach that says, hey, I, I really need some advice on how to get into the profession? Yeah, so, no, I think, you know, the first thing for, for anybody, you know, wanting to get into the profession, um, is, is they have to consider, you know, kind of the reasons why they want to coach. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, th- this profession has a, has a lot of, you know, benefits, um, to it, but, but it's definitely a grind and a hustle. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, you know, if you're not passionate about helping kids and people, then you're, you're never, you know, then, then don't get into it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. because, um, it can be a thankless job, but it, it is, you know, very rewarding. Um, but, but, but the reasoning behind it, it can't be money. It can't be, um, you know, solely basketball. You got to have some passion for helping people, yeah. um, to really be good at it and, and to really, you know, uh, be of service to kids, you know? And yeah. so I think that that's important to consider. And then, you know, if, if those, you know, um, if, if, if that's the, the reasons why they're getting into the business and, you know, um, you know, for me, something that was helpful was doing the graduate assistantship. Um, I know sometimes you can't always do that at your alma mater, like I was able to, um, but those positions are, you know, all over 
the country at, at many different levels. Um, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be, you know, um, you know, just with the athletic department. It could be with the marketing department, but then you get to, you know, attend practice or, um, you know, you can obviously volunteer somewhere and, and work yeah. a job during the day to volunteer and, and be at practice at night and, you know, and, and still be able to learn from the other coaches on staff or, you know what I mean? Things like yeah. that. Um, because it's hard to get into the profession and that's the thing. Um, you know, networking is huge. Um, it's so much about who you know and if you don't know anybody coming out or you don't know a lot of people, then I think, you know, um, sometimes you have to just get in however you can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes that means, you know, volunteering or, or working, you know, a couple different positions. I know, you know, when I GA'd for the basketball program at Umsel, um, they gave me a little bit of money to do it, a small amount, but I was working um, another GA position in the graduate business office so that I could, you know, pay for my master's. And then I also worked um, at a restaurant. So I worked three jobs. Wow. go to grad school so that I could be a GA so that I could get into coaching. And, you know, obviously, um, I, I say it all the time, those were two of the most stressful years of my life because, <laughs> wow. you know, you work from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the business yeah. office, go to practice from 2 to 4. I had class from 6 to 9, and then I had to do wow. homework. And so, um, you know, it was it was just a busy time. And, and so, um, obviously, it, it's worth it um, because I, I'm able to, you know, to be where I am now and I had great experiences along the way, but, um, you know, it's not going to be the same for everybody. You know, some people, you know, some people get full-time jobs coming right out of college and some people it, it takes, might take them five years before they get, you know, a foot in the door. But if you're passionate about it and you want to do it, people will notice, Yeah. you know, and, and, you know, no other way for someone to notice how passionate you are and say, I will work for you for free. <laughs> if you just let me come to practice, you know, yeah. um, and, and stuff sure. like that. So, I, you know, I think that's kind of, um, you know, some ways to get into it when it's, when it's, um, not as easy as you, as you'd like it to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talk about some of the sacrifices you make coach and that kind of leads me into one of my questions and is that what sacrifices have you made to be where you're at today? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think most coaches will, will tell you that, you know, the personal sacrifices are the biggest. And, um, you know, the wedding, and sometimes funerals or baby showers or holidays or, you know, time with your family. That was a big one that I sacrificed when I moved away. Um, you know, you, um, you're under a lot of, you know, time commitment and pressures. And sometimes, you know, even other people don't understand, yeah. you know, like, why are you doing that for your job? <laughs> and they think you're a workaholic or, yeah. you know, they think they just, they don't get it. And I think, um, you know, for, for me, it's, it's just the rewarding moments that make it worth it. You know, like when a kid that makes it that you didn't think, you know, was going to make it or that would have never made it if they didn't have the structure and support system of being a student athlete or, you know, even of your, your support, yeah. uh, you know, because at, at every level and, um, you know, it's, it's true, you know, at the junior college level for sure. Sometimes these kids don't have support from anyone. Yeah. And you're, you're their mom or their dad or their, you know, whatever it may be to help them through life. And, you know, it, it's when you have those moments where a kid like that gets through a year that they might not have or, you know, somebody graduates um, because you were, you know, on their butt every time they missed class or didn't turn in an assignment 
or didn't want to do their homework and we held them accountable. But now they have a four-year degree and, you know, can go be success, successful in the world that you go, well, that's, that's why, you know, I personally sacrifice you know, my personal time with family and for other people because I'm making a difference for kids that, you know, deserve to have a chance. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, those moments, you know, make the personal sacrifices worth it for sure. That's great, Coach. You said a whole lot there because, you know, previously you talked about, you know, why you get into the profession in the first place. Like you had to question yourself. And then in those moments of sacrifice are those moments where you say, why did I, what am I doing here? And uh, I could be at home. I could be, you know, mm-hmm. take, taking a real cushy job, sitting in an office somewhere, just kind of doing what I do best at, on the computer. or You know what I mean? Where, right. Whereas you're dealing with people. People are people and they're always going to be people and they don't, you can't, you only can only control yourself, right? So when you're working with a group of people who you can't control and yet you feel like you want to control, it's, yeah. it's a lot of work. And so well, you're, you're talking about those times of sacrifice being worth it uh, when you see those things transpire, those successes and those kind of taking them out of the valleys and taking them to, you know, back to the, to the mountaintops. And, uh, and that's so great, Coach, because, you know, I, I think about it uh, when, when I see kids graduate, go off to college, the feeling I get and, and just the elation. I'm just so excited. What, mm-hmm. what, what feelings do you kind of go through and the emotions you go through when, say, you send, a, you know, there to Juco, when you send a kid off and you know, like, they're ready or they weren't ready and now they are, they seem to – they were going to fail and not do what they were supposed to do because they didn't have a support system. Now I, the support system is there and now they're succeeding. What kind of, yeah. you know, what, what's that feel like for you? You know, it, it's honestly, it's emotional for me. You know, I um, just had, a, had the experience the other day, you know, with the kid um, and, uh, you know, it was, was her birthday and, you know, she didn't really have a good day, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, I did something to, to kind of help brighten her day and she got emotional. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I, I'm, and that made me emotional because <laughs> I could, you know, I saw her smile and, you know, be happy. Um, and, and, and that to me was like, okay, you know, the, that's, those are the moments that you live for. Like yeah. it, it really is. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's, um, you know, I don't know if, proud is the word sometimes because you're proud of the kids for, for sticking it out, uh-huh. you know? Um, and, you know, kind of, you know, allowing, you know, us to help, help get them to where they need to go and, and grinding it out. You know, it, you know, here in a, in a small town where they're away from, you know, home and, and it's Juco and, you know, Juco is to me tougher on kids than, than really anywhere else yeah. <laughs> because yeah. um, just of, you know, the, the circumstances and, and, and a lot of the, the things that you experience that when you get to a four year, you know, you have, um, e- you know, you have even more help and more support. And so, yeah. um, and things to do and stuff like that. So really here, you know, even, you know, more than ever, it, it's exciting to, to see some of these kids, you know, make progress, um, you know, mostly off the court, obviously on the court, you know, I, I love skill development and I love helping kids you know, become, you know, more dynamic players and, you know, helping them, um, you know, get recruited and, and, you know, talking through some of that stuff with them. Like that's obviously very exciting, but it's, it's, 
it's the other one, you know, the winds off the court that just hits you in your heart, you know, yeah. and um, reminds you again, like I said, like, this is why you do what you do. You know, you, you know, the, just the difference you make in a kid's life by showing you care. Sometimes it's that simple, yeah. you know, showing you care, showing up for somebody every day um, and, and, you know, giving them that support that they, you know, need and want um, and, and seeing them make it. It's just, that's the best part to me. It's the best part of it. That's great, Coach. You, you're talking about knowing your why, you know, those things help yes. you to understand, like, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And when, when yep. you when you know your why, you can be an assist to your players in the how, you know, like, okay, sure. how do I get it done? That's why I'm here. Because I know my why, I can be your how. <laughs> and I think that's that's so empowering to anybody. Yeah, anybody who's around you, you bring that and you're empowering them day by day by day. And there's just, yeah, there's no, there's no amount of money. There's nothing in this world yep. that, that can pull you away from that. There's just like, no, nah, I'm good. But you can, yep. but you could do, no, I'm good. But Jeff Bezos wants you to come work at Amazon. No, nah, I'm good. Like maybe, that, maybe that's too far, but you get what I'm saying. And I think, no, that's the truth. yeah, it's, it's so important. So yeah, coach, I really do appreciate you, you know, sharing that. Uh, so coach in, in, in your nine season career of coaching, uh, there's a lot that you've probably learned. And I think, you know, you've shared a lot with us as well, but what, what could you say other things? What else have you learned about yourself? You know, I think honestly, probably the biggest thing that I've learned about myself and, and kind of grown into, you know, based on my personal and professional experiences, um, is that. You know, I'm resilient and adaptable, um, and I, I feel like, you know, I really feel like I can get through anything. Um, and, I, and I just say that from, from having gone through some tough times and coming out on the other side, you know, um, and, and kind of dealing, you know, when I'm dealing with, you know, some, some high-pressure moments, you know, here as a head coach now and, and stressors and, you know, sometimes feel overwhelmed, Um and then I remember, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, you, you know, this kid had a bad day today or a bad attitude or whatever, but you can fix it or so-and-so, you know, has an injury, but you know, you've got 10 other kids. And, and again, it's not the end all and be all, yeah. you know, if you lose a game and that's the worst thing that happens to you on that day of your life, then you're doing pretty good, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and so I, I kind of have, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a different perspective on it um you know obviously I'm, I'm i'm super competitive and super passionate and you know i want to you know you know approach every game and every practice you know and win it and win the day you know yeah. um but but i also understand that you know when the, the failures come or the disappointments come you know that i know that i can pick myself back up yeah and figure it out the next day or the next hour or the next game or the next practice or the next you know kid that i recruit or, or whatever it is and I think that has been really valuable to me um, and has given me, you know, some confidence and, you know, it just, just helped me through, um, you know, some of the hard times, like I said, and stressors and, and pressure that comes from, you know, um, you know, being in charge and things like that. Yeah. No, it, your mindset is transferable to a degree in, in that if, you know, it's like parenting, your kids are only going to be kind of a 
similar rendition of who you are. They're not going to be exactly like you, but there's things about you they're going to kind of take with themselves. And, and probably you experienced that with your parents as well in your right. life now. You're like, wow, that's something my dad would say. That's something my mom would have said, <laughs> you know. And, and sure. I, so that mindset that you have is transferable here again to a degree for your players so that they can walk away knowing, you know what, this isn't it. Like there's more to life than just this right now. Although I, yeah. I'm still coming out the day tomorrow to succeed. There's no like, yeah. oh, well, you know, just get passive and, and uh, complacent. Uh, but you are content to the degree that you're going to come back out the next day. And like you said, win the day and then win the yeah. week and then who knows from there. Right. But I think, Absolutely. you know, that mindset is transferable. So that's great coach because I think more uh, coaches are figuring out that that is transferable, that that mindset, if they bring it every day, uh, their players will see it because players usually take on the character even of their head coach. And so that is yeah. helpful. That is very, you're doing your, you're doing a service and your due diligence for your team. So that is, that's great coach. Um, so my last question, coach, is always is always about legacy because I, uh, you know, started my 25th year coaching and I think about, okay, throughout the years, what's kind of, what have I done, you know, and what are people, mm -hmm. what would people say about me? And, and then I catch up with, you know, former players and I'm like, which aren't that much, you know, younger than me. And I'm like, hey, how, you know, they got kids. And they're like, man, coach, you know, this, that, and the third. I remember you saying this one time. And I just, I get so excited just about little things like that. And so right. I, I think about coaches at the, you know, at the level that you're at and other coaches as a head coach. Uh, and here again, your experiences at the other programs you've been at. Uh, and you still have a ways to go. I mean, it's not like your career is over and it's like, all right, right. all right, girl, get ready. It's almost over. <laughs> the sunset's coming. I mean, it's, it's, it's still, you still have a ways to go, but as a working legacy coach, what would you want that to be? You know, what would you want to be said of you when you look back on your career and, and it's all said and done? I think for me, you know, um, the biggest thing that I, I want my players or, or even, you know, people that I've worked with to say about me um, is that, you know, I would always help them with whatever they needed now and for the rest of their life. Yeah. And, you know, kids that I've coached, um, you know, at every job that I've been at, even kids that, you know, um, quit because they just, they couldn't handle doing school anymore or they went back home to deal with family issues yeah. or whatever. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out um, for a kid and they don't make it, but, it, you know, it's not any bad blood. But even those kids, you know, I, I tell my players, like, I'm invested in you and I will help you from right now until the rest of your life. And you, you need a rec letter. You know, I've, I've written a lot of rec letters for kids. I've helped kids with their fast, but, you know, because their, their parents, you know, didn't get to it or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, I've, I've listened to kids cry in my office because they're so stressed out and overwhelmed with life. It has nothing to do with basketball, but life, you know, and I, I, I try to stress that to my kids that, hey, I am here for you. And I really mean that. And I hope that I will show you that by how I treat you day to day, um, how I will take the time to listen to you when, when you know, I can tell that your your body language is off, you know, and, and not just write it off so well. You know, that kid, you know, didn't, didn't practice good today. So they're out. Somebody else is in, like, really trying to figure out, you know, what's going on? How can I help? You know, what do you need from me? to be successful here? What do you need for me to be successful in life? Um, and so, so I want them to know that it's 
it's a forever thing, you know, because, you know, I had a relationship with my junior high coach, you know, yeah. junior high, seventh grade, I'm old now, you know, <laughs> and it means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, he yeah. just commented on our, our Facebook page, couldn't get the game to stream last night, but your dad told me that, you know, one of your kids played really well and this and that, and, you know, just that kind of support, you know, that I've had from people, and you know, when I was a kid, so I want to give that, you know, to all of my kids, and um, you know, I don't have any kids of my own, but I feel like over nine years, I've had 50 or a hundred, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, exactly um, I right. tell these kids that, you know, I love you. Like you're my own kid, like you're my own child. Yeah. And that's why I discipline you. And that's why I hold you accountable. And that's also why when you need help, I'm there for you. And yeah. so, you know, they're the reason why I do what I do. You know, like I love basketball and I love the game. I'm a basketball junkie. I watch it all the time, you know, but, but the bigger picture is the helping people. You know, that's my first passion. And so, you know, I, I want the kids to feel like you guys are why I'm here. You know, yeah. not the game. It's you. Yeah. And so I hope, you know, that when, when my kids leave playing for me, um, that, that, that they think that and they can honestly say that they felt that when they were here. And they still feel it. Coach, I thank you for your time. I appreciate your perspective on the game and life and all that. Uh, you just, it's, it's fantastic, Coach. I really do appreciate you coming on and, and here again sharing with us. Well, I appreciate you having me and, uh, you know, all that you're doing for the game and, and this podcast and, um, you know, sharing information and views and perspectives. I think that's great. Thank you so much, Coach. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Say happy Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm really thankful and grateful for what this platform does, is, and is going to continue to be and will be and uh, just happy to be connected to such great women and men that are taking a leadership role in society right now that uh, most people aren't and running from. Uh, and so, here again, so grateful, so thankful. Appreciate you. Appreciate every listener, every contributor. And I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving with your family. 